Hey, Meet Cute listeners, we are Likewise, a recommendation app for TV shows, movies, books, and podcasts used by millions of romance fans just like you. Everyone has a romance trope they can't get enough of. Whether you're into dark romantic fantasies, enemies to lovers, or slow burns, you can discover more of it on Likewise. You can search for specific genres, tropes, or themes and instantly get recommendations picked specifically for you. Download the Likewise app today. When I left Abby's place on the 27th, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, it really felt like I was closing one chapter and starting a new one. A long 24-hour-plus chapter back to NYC. Woof. Even with a stuffy Greyhound ride ahead of me, I was feeling good. Sure, an airport would have been better, literally 30 hours better, but with both my frequent flyer perks and my situationship with Pete all dried up, I was left with no other option than taking this speeding tin can back to civilization. So there I was, at a literal transportation site. God, the symbolism. Life was a goddamn movie, and I, sweet bartender, was building some capital C character. One-way ticket to New York. Cash your card. Uh, card. Okay, actually, no, that's gonna be cash. Stupid Jacob stealing all my money with a stupid vegan eggnog. And, you know, since when are buses so expensive? Is it made of gold or something? Take your time. A handful of change can go a long way, you know. That's why I never leave a penny unpicked up. Every bit counts. (laughs) Charming. Here, why don't I help you? 10, 15, 16. (gasps) Still short. 22, 27. What the actual hell? Does this mean I live in Minnesota now? Oh my god. You know what? Don't worry about it. There's never anyone on this route anyways. Especially not at the holidays. Wait, you're giving me my ticket for free? (laughs) No, ma'am. I'd get fired if I did that. But I'll spot you the difference. Seems like you need it. Here's your ticket. So basically, a nice bus woman saved my life for no reason. A few of her pennies was the difference between getting me home and me developing a Midwestern accent. I couldn't remember a time where I ever did something like that for anyone. Seeing Abby, I was starting to realize you never knew what people were going through. What choices they're facing, or what might be crossing their paths, tossing them curveballs. I'd been missing all the little details, I guess. Or at least I hadn't been paying attention to them. For Abby, for Margot, for Vernon too, probably. I was wondering if it wasn't their grand plans that got them to where they were, but if it was the left turns, the chance encounters, the cosmic ebbs and flows of fate. I mean, maybe my problem wasn't that all my relationships were transactional, like Margot said. I mean, most relationships are in some way or another. It was that I wasn't keeping any pennies. You get my clever metaphor, right? Spare change adds up. And here I was just throwing it away, keeping only the big bills because I thought that's what would lead to bigger things. Maybe it was the crisp Minnesotan air or the view of the strip mall in front of me, but I was turning into a genius nomadic philosopher. There was no pre-boarding announcement, no beverage selection cart, no putting my tray up in its upright position, and there was no problem. It was just 
me reflecting on my life choices while not murdering the 12-year-old kicking the back of my seat? No. New Maya was just around the corner. And like some old dead guy once said, the unexamined life was not worth living. Well, I had 30 hours of examination ahead of me, and to that I said, bring it on, bitch. I arrived back in the city with onset scoliosis thanks to Hannah Montana behind me and smelling like a foot. But it was fine, because things were going to look up from now on. Houston in second, please. Unfortunately, despite examining my little pancake ass off, I have been stuck playing Vernon's voice in my head since the bathroom break in Toledo. Thanks, Maya. Hey, thanks, Maya. Thanks, Maya. Was he smiling when he wrote it? Annoyed? Relieved? <sighs> Whatever. It shouldn't matter. Old Maya could fixate on Vernon, but new Maya had to work on rebuilding her bridges. I took out my phone on the way to the apartment. Hey, Abby. Thanks for rescuing me. Literally do not know what I would have done without you. LMK, when you're visiting again, I'd love to take you out. Send. Gorgeous. Margo! I hope Christmas was great after I crashed it. <laughs> hey, when is Pearl's birthday? I'll make sure it's in my calendar. Say hi to Mark for me. Hey, Pete. Hope you're... Uh, actually, no. Delete, delete, delete. Not opening that can of dicks. Despite the screaming inside my brain, I didn't message Vernon either. It was important to leave us on a positive note. Or, you know, at least a neutral one. Thank you. Keep the change. It adds up, you know. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what a cute apartment Maya must have in the city, full of curated trinkets and fresh flowers from the market. But no, my place is not one of those trendy shoe boxes with tassel furniture or some inexplicably fugly mural of a giraffe. No, my bedroom is literally in my kitchen, and I have one small window that faces a concrete slab. But it was home sweet home. It was late on December 28th. On flights, we'd go from the frantic families trying to get home before the 25th to the raucous partiers heading to some fun destination to close out the year. Hell, sometimes I'd join them if they were a particularly vibey group, but not this year. And maybe never again. Ugh, the very thought of that was making me a depressica Simpson. My mailbox was empty. Not that I expected some cheesy holiday cards from all the people who apparently thought I was garbage, but I expected more than just a letter from HR telling me my suspension hearing had been scheduled for January 3rd. Gee, thanks. But wait! I had gotten a letter! Pasted to my door! It was from my landlord. I'm being evicted?! So that was it. No job, no home, no friends. Not even a lucky penny. I knew exactly where I needed to go. The question was, would I be welcome there? The flip side of gaining some self-awareness, I guess. <sighs> Boo. Order up. For how many? Uh, wow, wow, is this Dean's Deli? It's crazy busy in here. How many? Jeez. One. It's just me. Just one loser. Um, uh, go go find a spot at the bar. Okay, okay. You know, you know what? I'm telling Dean about you. Don't you know you never know what people are going through? God. Before you say anything, Dean Henley was not one of my many paramours. No. 
He was my platonic friend slash mentor slash guardian angel who saw me at my worst, aka working in his food truck in a deeply, deeply unflattering orange polo shirt when I first arrived in New York seven years ago. Look, I'm not happy that I had to crawl back to Dean for help after everything that went down, but... I was really desperate, and apparently since I quit, he'd been rivaling Bobby Flay for the role of ultimate foodie Dilf. Maybe all that success would mean bygones would be bygones? Um, excuse me, ow, excuse me, hi, is this super narrow corner in the bar taken? Hello? Um, excuse me, can you move? This would never happen at Rick's Roadhouse, let me tell you. Hey there, sorry for the wait. Have you dined at Dean's Deli before? <laughs> well, sort of, yeah. yeah. Today's special is the Naughty Mortadella. It's a three-decker club with mozzarella, hot banana peppers, and horseradish mayo on a, a toasted, toasted French, French loaf. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I created it. Maya? M- Maya? <sighs> what do you want? You look, <laughs> well, not great. <laughs> yeah. I just got back from this crazy thing, long story, but you look amazing, and look at this place. It's like a real restaurant. Do you pay all these people to be here? Are these all actors? You're making jokes. Of course you're making jokes. Everything's a joke to you. It was a long time ago, Dean, and, and I came here because And just... believe it or not, I did eventually actually get my angel investor, no thanks to you, and I'm judging this Netflix cooking competition with Ariana Maddox. Not bad for my big eyesore of a food truck, huh? Hey, can I get a side of bacon? We're short-staffed today. Can we make this quick? Jeez, Dean, is this how you treat all your customers? No, just the ones who royally screw me over. Is someone gonna clear table three? Where's Molly? Don't lie to me, Maya. What do you want? I'm not lying to you. I'm just, I'm here to say hi, you know, catch up. (laughs) Do you need money? I know you're not here to support me. If you were, you would have shown up to the opening party. Look, I meant to visit. I really did. I just... Or after I got that profile in Eater. Well, um, that... If it weren't for your daily fit checks on TikTok, I'd have thought you were dead. Yeah, thanks for keeping in touch. Oh, my God. You follow me on TikTok? Where the hell is my bacon, guys? Come on! Maya, listen. I am this close to going full Gordon Ramsay. What do you want? Nothing. I'll just... I'll just have the mortadella. Okay, not a great start, but also not totally unexpected. Dean didn't just give me my first job. He took care of me. He saved my ass so many times. He lied on my first rental reference letter so I could get an apartment. He was this kind, creative, silver fox who was way too old for me, but I totally set up with an elder millennial, or older sibling if I had one. He wanted to build Dean's Deli into a household name and I was employee number one. This kid from Allentown who barely knew how to butter bread. Hey, that sounds sweet. How'd you mess this one up, Maya? Oh, thanks for asking. Level one offense was when a prolific mommy blogger posted about us being the most allergen-friendly food truck in New York. The next day, we had a lineup down the block, but I had a date with a guy I thought was one of the Yankees. He was actually just a freshman with his dad's platinum Amex. Story for another time. Anyways, I left Dean to fend for himself. The reviews were scathing after that. Level two offense was when Dean walked in on me and employee number two, who also happened to be his nephew. Yeah. 
that Dean was with the health inspector at the time, so we lost a lot of revenue that summer. And level three offense was return of the Yankee guy who convinced me to steal the food truck for a joyride. I wouldn't let him drive it, of course, but I did let him do some other things to me while I was driving, <laughs> which led to us crashing it in the Hudson River. I just didn't go back after that. I walked home soaking wet with a sprained wrist and pretended I never even worked at Dean's food truck. I let Dean find out his business had drowned on the 11 o'clock news. But I guess it all worked out for him. That's something. One naughty mortadella. <laughs> it hasn't changed at all. Oh, Jesus. I knew there was something. No, 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 no. It's, it's nothing, Dean, really, really. It's... I'm just really happy for you and all your success and, you know, you deserve everything. <laughs> Do you remember when we first met? <laughs> I would come to the food truck and you'd make me a Maya Della sandwich and then everything just felt better for a bit. <laughs> I thought maybe that would happen now, but it feels like it's just I messed it all hey, up. Hey, 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 crocodile tears. Eat your sandwich and go get a therapist, huh? I can't help you anymore. Please, Dean. You have to forgive me. I have to? You haven't seemed to need my forgiveness all these years. What have you done to earn it now? It's our busiest week of the year. I'm knee-deep in cancel shifts, and I got stuff. Wait, I can help with the rush. Oh, please. I, I literally have nowhere else to go, and you just said you could use the help. Please, please, I, I can help you. <sighs> Fine. Grab an orange polo. Don't make me regret this. Slinging Sammy's was a bit more like riding a bike, if the bike was sharp and gooey and also on fire. <laughs> I was only 10 minutes in when I nearly sliced my thumb off, but the next several hours flew by, albeit in a horrifyingly stressful manner. Customer service on the ground is nothing like it is in the air. I think I blacked out. I've table for two, right this way. Order up! Did nobody wipe this table Coming. Okay, so that's a mile-high baking club and two spicy Swiss milk. Cold Diavo. Order up! Hey, here's your lavender lemonades. A fork? Okay, sure. No, Hi. sorry, it will be another 40 minutes. Our new waitress is super slow. Hey, how are you doing today? Order up! I'm hungry. Ow! Order up, Maya! Damn it! Uh, what can I get for you? Can you ring up table eight? How are the first few bites tasting? Order so up. good, right? You need ketchup? Sure, I'll get you ketchup. Table for four? Uh, Maya! Yes, I'm here. Table seven and nine are turned and ready for seating. I need an affogato for table two, and it is their birthday, so can we put a sparkler on it? I packed those last two takeout orders. Oh, and someone threw up what looks like the beet salad in the bathroom, so that's cleaned up, but you have to wash the floor. It's still wet. Am I missing anything? Um, no. I think that's everything. Oh my god. So that's it? We did it? Oh my god, that was awful. I feel 21 again. I want to die. Do you do this every day? Here, eat this. You know, you really do look like shit. Thanks, but I don't need a handout this time. I just need your forgiveness. I'm sorry. Really. You bankrupted me. And then no calls, no texts, nothing for seven years. Maya. I know, I know. I understand the super shitty, selfish person I am. Believe me, I know. I abandoned you at the 11th hour, and I feel terrible about it. It was more like the first hour. You never made it to the 11th. Yeah, I know. I've, look, I've been dragged across the country just so people can tell me how much I suck. It's been a humbling holiday, to say the least. <sighs> you were a kid. I didn't really expect much from you. 
Of course, I also didn't expect you to take my nephew's virginity on my salad station. Yes. Or to use my entire business as a flotation device, but you live and you learn. I shouldn't have left you like that. Isn't that kind of your thing, though? Leaving people when they need you? Ouch, Dean. Look, you are a selfish piece of shit, but you're also human, and it sounds like you're figuring it out. Look, I know today didn't make up for anything, but I really appreciate the chance to say sorry. I think you have something really special here. I guess... <laughs> You don't need me to tell you that when you have Bon Appetit. So, what now? I don't know. You're the wise one with gray hair. You tell me. You need to rebuild yourself, Maya. Take the negative reviews and use them to make your product better. There's more in you than just the first hour. This is just your food truck phase. What did you do to rebuild? I don't even have an apartment. Or a job. Well, I had to move back in with my parents. Oh, God, at your age? Oh, that is so bleak. How is your mom doing anyways? Last I heard, she was in remission. You still talk to my mom? Yeah, yeah, here and there. She pops in whenever she's in the city. And she's always looking for you. Yeah, yeah, she, she's doing well. Thank, thanks for asking. The point is, I licked my wounds. And then I got a bank loan and paid my teenage neighbor to run my social media accounts because nobody wants to see a boomer making reels. And then things started moving. Very slowly, but it was something. Just like your apology. It's something. I guess I didn't really mention that part yet, did I, bartender? The my mom has cancer part? They say home is where the heart is. It's also where a lot of tough shit goes down. Now it seemed like all roads were pointing back to Allentown and my mom. The universe wasn't giving me much wiggle room, was it? I pulled out my phone. Should I call my mom and let her know I was coming? Show up as a surprise and hope she's happy to see me? I mean, okay, of course she would be happy. That's what makes me feel the guiltiest of all. So guilty, in fact, that I didn't notice the notification at first. A message from at Vernon.Wells. Hi, Maya. I just got back from Orlando. Did you say you were coming home at some point? Why did Vernon want to know if I was coming home? Why did everyone suddenly want me to go home like it was some simple thing? Dean, I still don't need anything from you, honestly. I'll, I'll figure it out, no matter what. But... <laughs> If you did happen to have that old food truck fished out of the Hudson and it's parked somewhere and you wanted to, I don't know, let me borrow it for a few days, I wouldn't say no. From Vogue, The Run Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture with Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture, and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe with voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé, and more. The Run Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minardi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.